What's up, my shit fits? This is your host, Rafael Machevsky, and I am super psyched about this episode because I am putting together, I believe, five episodes um, that are going to look at the bigger picture. I've been talking about this a lot, but I'm putting together episode 189, 191, 195, 197, and 199. And this is going to be a jam-packed episode. And again, these are the episodes that you can't really scroll far back enough on Spotify or, you know, Apple Podcasts to get to. So I'm kind of bringing these back to light because more than ever right now, like my last podcast where we're six months away from the rest of the year being done, like we need to get our shit together to finally see success with our health and fitness. So these particular five that I chose kind of look at a few different things. Number one, looking at the basics and really hammering out the most simplest things that you should be like at 100% at is going to make a world difference. Like the fact that I still meet people that have been struggling with, you know, their health and fitness forever. And I ask them something as simple as like, are you eating vegetables at every single meal? And they say no. Like, that is that right there should be your number one priority. Then, oh my God, I don't think I'm e- I'm eating too much grams of sugar every single day. You know, like there are bigger red flags in your diet and exercise, uh, like weekly exercise amount that you should probably hit first before you start worrying about little little things like how many grams of sugar you're ingesting on a daily basis Um, and then from there we're going to go into something called macro not micro kind of looking at um, the macro cycle like bigger picture like the entire year compared to all these small little things that you're kind of obsessing about Um, I just find that so many people obsess again kind of like that sugar thing and really you should be focusing on the bigger picture and not the small things just yet. And then we're going to get into something that um, at a whole book is dedicated to. It's called the tipping point, you know, like getting to that point in your health and fitness journey where literally if you just did an extra day of everything that you're doing right is going to be that tipping point where you actually see success, where it becomes like a snowball effect where it just keeps going and going and going. But a lot of people don't get to that tipping point because they quit too early. And then we're going to go into a little bit more of the deeper stuff where I kind of talk about how it's never too late to start again. I think a lot of people get defeated with this idea of, you know, they start this whole motivational train of like, oh, I'm going to get healthy again. I'm going to start training again. And then they fall off and then they feel, you know, defeated and they don't want to start again. But honestly, it's never too late. Like, keep going. You got this. And then the last thing, we're going to get into some deep, deep shit talking about stuff that no one really talks about, like mental health, that all affects our rate of success. So that's enough of me rambling on about this stuff. So let's get right into all these beautiful episodes that's going to get you in the right direction for the rest of this year. Let's do this thing. Um, Today, what I want to talk about is the basics. I know, I know I talk about this all the time, but someone who listens to my show reached out and says that I always bring this up. But they wanted a comprehensive list of what those basics are to get started. And a lot of times, I think, is many people think they're doing all the basics, but they're skipping ahead. And now they're leaving, you know, weak points and weak spots in their journey to fitness and health. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And before I do that, I have to do shout outs to all my top cities listening to my show And number one, which is super cool, locally, the city that I live in, Langley, British Columbia, shout out to everyone locally listening to my show. You guys are freaking awesome. Number two is Columbus, Ohio. Shout out to everyone in Ohio listening to my show. And number three is Austin, Texas. Shout out to everyone in Austin, Texas listening to my show. Super, super cool. Um... 
I also want to make a honorable mention to a city that is on my list of where are we? Number thirteen of my top cities is Ashburn in Ireland. Shout out to everybody in Ireland listening to my show. Super cool. All right, so I'm gonna try to keep this quick because I like short and get to the point type of interviews, and I think that you know everyone will get the benefit if it's just short and sweet and get the cliff notes. So the basics. When I start with any new client, I will tell them right off the bat for exercise frequency. I want them to start with one day a week. I know it sounds counterproductive, but being realistic, if you're dealing with general population and you're a person listening to this that's just an everyday person that doesn't get paid to train other people, this is going to be the most tangible and life-changing experience you'll ever have in your life. Because a lot of people make the mistake and around this time, they're thinking about the new year. They're going to create a New Year's resolution. They're going to say, you know what, I'm going to start going to the gym every day. I'm going to start running every day. I'm going to be active every day. I'm going to try to go to the gym three days a week. I'm going to try to cook better meals and whatever, what have you. But realistically, how long are you able to do that before you're like, fuck this, I'm tired of it, my body's sore, I'm tired, and I don't have the time to like unwind? This is why I tell every single person new day exercise to start with one day a week. And I think I've said this on my show a couple of times, but I tell people every new person I do a consultation with, I tell them right off the bat, I am the worst salesman in the world. And they kind of get taken back and they're like, well, what do you mean by that? Like I literally had a person come up to me, wanted to start training with me, and he said, I want to train with you five days a week. And I'm like, awesome. When was the last time you've ever trained five days a week consistently in your life? And he starts thinking, he's like, never. I'm like, so let's maybe start with one day a week and build you up to that. And then he started laughing and I'm like, it's true though. Like if you've never done something consistently that requires a lot of time, energy, and focus your chances of success are really, really, really small, right? You want to start off slow. Like, it's kind of that analogy where you start building a giant snowball because you want to build a snowman, and this is great analogy because it's almost Christmas time. You know, it starts off really, really small, and it takes a lot of effort to get that thing going. But the moment it starts going and becoming a bigger snowball, it's just easier and easier to keep piling on more snow to make a huge-ass snowball, and you know, eventually become the base of your giant snowman. But I've done this with every single person that I started training from the very beginning. And many of the clients that I have have been with me for you know, five, six, seven years. And it was all because they started with one day a week. I tell them I want them to be successful. And if there's one thing you can do for the rest of your life is train once a week for the rest of your life. You will still get the benefit of exercise, so you're gonna, you know, your joints are not gonna hurt. You're gonna have more energy. You'll build some strength. You might even lose a couple pounds, but those are kind of like the baselines. Like that's what I want people to do. I don't want a person or a client of mine, you know, train three days a week for three months straight, fall off the wagon for a month because it's December and they're super busy with the holidays. And then January rolls around when they're supposed to come back, and because they fell out of the habit of training three days a week, they take another month off, and now it's February, and then they're like, all right, you know what, realistically, three days a week was too much, so I'm going to go back down to two, and then they're consistent for a month and doesn't really work out, then they take four months off, and then they come back, and they're super pumped to do it again, and they decide to join some sort of challenge where they're working out every single day. They do that for about six weeks. They're freaking tired. Then they go off for a year. And it's this, this vicious cycle of off and on, off and on, off and on. And say you take that person's off and on approach over a 10-year span, the person that decides to commit to one day a week for the rest of their life and never miss, 
they're going to get in more workouts consistently over that 10-year gap compared to the person that's all over the place. And that person being consistent one day a week will see better results, you know, not only physically but also mentally. Because we all know how powerful exercise is mentally, right? This is the power of just one workout a week. Like, I can't stress this enough. And the clients that I've seen that have done this, you know, when they know they have to miss their workout because of, you know, there's a birthday party, there's some sort of thing they have to be at, there's a concert, they will tell me, hey, can I come in a second time this week to make up for the one I'm going to miss? And I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. And the same client that starts with me one day a week will come to me down the road and ask me, do you think I'm ready for a second day? And I'm like, fuck yeah. If you're asking me you want to add another day on, that means you're ready. And then it just goes from there. And those people that ask for that second day are going to be more inclined to you know, go for an extra walk with their family. They're going to go take the dog out for a run instead of a walk. They're going to want to go hiking in the summer. They're going to want to do this. And it changes your life completely, all because we started with the most basic approach to exercise, which is one workout a week. Like, I've seen some incredible stuff with a rehab client where, with her history, I knew that when she first started with me, she would not be able to last a full hour with one day a week. So I told her, you know what? Let's start with 30 minutes a week and let's be super consistent. And after six months of being consistent one day a week with 30 minutes, she got out of back pain. Like, that's powerful shit. And she was surprised to see that that happened. And I'm like, it's because you're consistent. That's all it is. Like consistency, consistency, consistency. That's what makes you better. Now, the other thing when it comes to nutrition, basics are so fundamental. Don't fall into the trap of jumping onto a diet that your friend did and lost a bunch of weight. But now when you see them during this time of year are binging on cookies and alcoholic drinks like there's no tomorrow stay true to what works and you know this like everybody knows that if they start eating a little bit cleaner and stay away from junk food and alcohol for a long 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 time you're gonna see progress and it kind of like shocks me every time I talk to somebody they've all done multiple diets before and every single diet out there works because they all take something out which creates a caloric deficit right that's that's how it works but most of these diets are not sustainable long term so this is where i go to the basics of nutrition if you are not drinking you know three liters of water a day that's where you should aim for if you're not having lean protein at every single meal that's at least 25 grams of protein then you need to work on that. If you're not eating, you know, two whopping servings of vegetables at every single meal, you need to work on that. If you are not eating healthy fats, like, you know, olive oil, olive oil and, you know, natural peanut butter and things like that, then that's what you need to work on and take out, you know, the oils that you find in chips and, you know, all the crap that, man-made oils that you put into processed food stay away from that you know and if you're not this is another one sleep if you're not getting seven to eight hours of sleep a night you need to focus on that you know these are the unsexy things about nutrition and lifestyle that no one really wants to focus on because they feel like they need to do something more extreme to get the result they want but if you focused on getting enough water in getting sufficient protein in, getting sufficient vegetables in and healthy fats and sleeping enough and you do that for a year straight, you are going to kill it. You are going to see all the results that you want. And then when you get really good at that, that's when you can start playing around with all these other advanced approaches to nutrition where you know, you're counting calories, you're counting macros, you're trying intermittent fasting, you're doing X, Y, and Z. 
you don't have to do the most extreme thing. You know, you always need to start with the smallest approach. And a lot of times, people think they're more advanced than they are. When it comes to nutrition, like, I'm so surprised when people think they eat well. Because even with clients that I get, I ask them, you know, how's your nutrition? And they're like, oh, I eat pretty well. But them standing in front of me, they told me that they want to lose like 40 to 60 pounds. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, you probably don't eat as well as you think. So when you focus on those basics and you're consistent at it, and I mean like really consistent to a point where if you have a meal, you didn't under eat protein, you didn't you know, miss out on vegetables, you didn't miss a meal, you didn't, you know, sleep only for two hours, and you skipped, like, a workout for two weeks straight, like, the consistency portion is huge, and then when you start doing that, and you get into the rhythm, you need to have patience, like, those are the things that separate the people who are successful, and the people that keep trying, and trying, and trying, and trying, and then the whole, like, piece the missing piece to that equation is your stress levels that kind of i'm like using my hands to describe this like an orb that kind of surrounds every basic principle that i just um described stress encompasses that entire equation if your stress levels are like ridiculous there's no chance in hell you're gonna lose weight like, I've seen clients and people where, you know, hopefully they're telling the truth, but I've seen it where they're eating healthy, they're going to the gym three, four times a week, but they're getting, like, two to three hours of sleep, they drink a shit ton of coffee, they have a high-stress job, and they're, like, on a break of a nervous breakdown, and they're not losing a pound. That can fuck up your shit real fast if your stress is not in check don't think that you're going to be able to you know get through a plateau like stress needs to be taken out of the system and added to the system in order for you to change but if you keep adding stresses to your body and it doesn't have enough time to take it out to replenish everything you're going to fall apart you're going to burnout you're gonna deprive yourself you're going to just explode essentially things like meditation as woo woo as that sounds play a huge role taking time for yourself play a huge role taking naps play a huge role like spending time with the people that you love that love you, spending time with your pets, like cuddling with your dog, like all these little things add up. We live in such a high stress environment and we have all this like stress getting fed to us all the time. Like, you know, me being on my laptop right now, just chatting to you through this podcast is a lot of fun. My stress levels are pretty low, but because my laptop's here, I still kind of have this feeling that I'm working because I use my laptop for work right having your phone constantly buzzing with notifications from instagram and facebook is going to add stress to your life like our world today is not built for our bodies at all so you need to actually make the extra effort to get that stress level down these are the most you know key strategies for health you know People overlook these all the freaking time, and this is all you need to work on. And the other tangible, basic foundation thing that you need to focus on is actually being accountable for all these basics. You know, yeah, you can be listening to this right now and be like, all right, awesome, I'm gonna like start tomorrow because Monday is like the day for everyone to start fat loss. And you know, you're like, all right, I'm gonna eat more protein, and like you do that for the first day, but then you forget. Like, how are you going to stay accountable for the things that you want to do? The easiest thing that I get people to do is go on, like, write it on a piece of paper. I don't fucking care. 
I like to use Google Sheets. Write down all the basic foundation things that I just mentioned on an Excel sheet, Google Sheet, whatever, and then at the top go Monday through Sunday and every single day of the week either put in a, a Y for a yes or an N for a no. And then track every single day if you're actually doing those things. And then over a month, see what your percentage is. Like you'd be actually shocked to see if you're actually doing it. Like having a visual representation of what you're doing to your goal is huge. No one really understands the power of writing things down or tracking them. This is why when people start tracking their calories, sometimes they're like, holy shit, 90% of my calories are all carbs. What the fuck? And then they get this idea in their head like, okay, I really got to focus on getting more protein in. Like just tracking your everyday habits is huge. And this is what you need to focus on. So not only the basics count, but being accountable to them counts like crazy. All right, so my goal is to get this under 10 minutes and just hammer it out. So today is December 16th, and a lot of people are in Christmas mode right now, getting things ready, going to parties, eating lots. Who cares? Whatever. It is what it is. I always tell my clients that during the month of December, your goal is not to lose weight or, you know, do anything drastic. It's to maintain your weight and not go into the surplus because there's a lot of cookies, there's a lot of drinks, there's a lot of just overeating in general. So I find that it is a huge success if you don't gain a few pounds and you just maintain your weight. But the main topic that I want to get into is being realistic and successful in 2019. Like, it's crazy to me that, you know, probably by December 28th, we're going to start seeing a lot. I mean, like, a lot of shit on Facebook and Instagram of, like, oh, yeah, New Year's Eve, um, going to crush 2019, you know, New Year, New Me, and all the typical bullshit stuff. But we all know that all these New Year's resolutions that people put upon themselves, it usually does not work out. And a lot of times people just go, you know, go big or go home. And that's not the approach that most people should be taking. And with anything, you want to go with baby steps. You know, it, you don't need to um, put on so much pressure on yourself. And, you know, within two weeks of your new lifestyle that you think you're going to create end up being super, you know, disappointing. You know, a lot of people have this idea that every new year they're going to change all the bad habits that they built up over a year, two years, a decade, two decades. Like it's really difficult to create new habits just because it's a new year doesn't mean it is going to magically, you know, change anything. 2019, you shouldn't place so much pressure on yourself because even that whole pressure that you're putting on yourself is going to be, you know, detrimental to your success. You know, some people can do it. Some people can be like, you know what? I'm going to go to the gym every day. I'm going to start meal prepping. I'm going to start counting my calories. I'm going to start following macros. And then in like three months, they have this huge transformational story and their whole life has changed. They have more energy. They've, you know, improved their entire life. That's the 1%. I've never seen more people do that. Like here, here's, let's put it in perspective. I've had multiple occasions where I've brought in a new person that was interested in training. I've had clients that were struggling that brought up this whole situation where they're like, you know what? I'm going to go hardcore. I'm going to lose 40 pounds in four months. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And, you know, I just let them go ahead with this motivation because it's like, I don't want to stop people from being motivated. But after a while, you know, like 
three weeks in, they all end up quitting because it was just too difficult. For nine out of the 10 people out there that have experienced this, you know that you've done this multiple times. So just because this new year is coming up doesn't mean it's gonna unlike wash all those failed attempts. And January is not a month where everyone's going to be magically stronger mentally in order to change. You know, a lot of other things in your life have to change too in order for you to see success in weight loss. A lot of times I, I don't think people understand how difficult weight loss is. Just because there's a new year doesn't mean it's going to change your home situation, your work situation. Like those two things have huge influence on your life. You know, it might not be the perfect time. So you need to set realistic expectations. The month of January, if you are motivated, right? Like everyone's going to be awesome. Take that motivation feeling and set some realistic expectations. So your idea of going to the gym three days a week, four days a week, five days a week, whatever it is, make it one and stick with it the entire time. There's so much more. There, there, you're going to have so much responsibility to now add to your current situation. If you are struggling already right now, day to day, like waking up, the whole like morning routine is crushing you right now where you're like barely making it out of the door with everything you need for the day and then you're like driving down to work and you realize that you didn't even pack yourself food or pack your kids some food. Like it's a lot more difficult than you think. Make it as easy as possible. Create a list, a healthy list of things that you want to start implementing, right? And reverse engineer it. So if your goal is to end up going to the gym daily, write that at the top of your list and reverse engineer the most simplest things. So maybe that, that five days a week goal, you start with one, like I said earlier. The fact that you want to start meal prepping every single meal. Maybe you just meal prep one meal per week. Make it as easy as possible so then when you start implementing it into your life, it's like dummy proof. You know, it might sound count like stupid or like so simple, but it will make a difference. You know, I've seen clients where they've been struggling with weight loss so much and I make it so simple, like telling one of my clients to drink one extra glass of fucking water. And then that turns into, you know, a domino effect of more habits that roll into this like snowball effect and now this one individual where he had such a big problem with, you know, weight loss, that one cup of extra cup of water turned into him training four days a week consistently and eating better. You know, be realistic for 2019. You know, I've said this before on my show way, way back, and I need to bring it up again because you have almost everything against you when it comes to weight loss. If you had to audit an entire year that for the average person, it's really, really difficult to stay consistent if you really think about it. So imagine you were writing down every single month on a sheet of paper. Each month on average has four weekends. Most likely, let's say on average, two out of those four weekends are going to be, you know, just a shit show of eating. And then when you go into every single month, there's going to be a couple birthdays in there where you're going to allow yourself to kind of eat off the rails. You look at the months of summer, there's going to be a lot of barbecues, a lot of drinking, a lot of, you know, hanging out on a boat, drinking beer and eating burgers. And then there's going to be a vacation or two in there. Maybe you take a week to Mexico and you're just gorging the all-you-can-eat buffet and drinks. And then there's going to be your birthday where you're probably going to do a big party and everything like that. Maybe there's, 
a company retreat. Maybe there's a thing where you need to go fly out to another city or visit somebody and you're eating off the rails. Maybe there's, you know, the week of Christmas. Maybe the whole month of December where your eating's not as good as it should be. And then when you start, you know, taking out those days, weeks, they start adding into months. And when you look at the entire year, maybe for the average person, really there's only six to seven months out of the entire year where you can actually follow, you know, a platform of healthy eating and being consistent in the gym. So this expectation that 2019 is going to be your year to lose all that weight that you've been hoping for for years might not actually happen when you audit an entire year. You have to literally do an overhaul, an overhaul of your life in order to see success. A lot of people live in the micro, not the macro. And what I mean by that is that they go day by day hoping for the best. They're not looking at the big picture. It's like, how am I going to change the entire year? You should be asking yourself, what am I going to do in 2019 from January all the way until the December in order to see success by the time 2020 hits? Don't go just day by day. Mark out like, you know, markers throughout the entire year. Say your goal is to lose 30 pounds in 2019, reverse engineer it. Write down what you need to do per quarter, per, per month, per week, per day in order to hit that goal. Knowing that there's going to be some weekends, some weeks, and the, basically the entire summer, that are, that's going to set you back. You need to plan out the entire year. That is a huge, huge life skill to learn. I remember one of my mentors showing me this, that in order to be successful at life, you need to be able to plan for the macro, not the micro. A lot of people do that. They, they just go day by day hoping for the best. You know, yeah, they can see some success, but if you're not planning your entire year out and following a plan, like get a daily planner. This is what I do. And when you have your goal written down, and you f see every single day what you need to do in order to get there because you've already planned the entire year, you'll have more success. And if you see it in your calendar, it makes you feel like you need to do it. If you just have it in the back of your head, oh yeah, I'm gonna lose 40 pounds, it's not gonna happen. You need to overhaul your entire year to see success. Now, I really, like, it, this sounds like I'm telling you there's no hope or it almost sounds like it can't be done. You know, I really hope that someone listens to this and goes, you know, fuck you, Raph. You don't know my life. You don't know what I can do. You don't know what I can achieve. You know, fuck you, dick. You know, I hope someone's like that and that, you know, puts a fire in their belly and that tomorrow they're going to be like, fuck it. I'm not going to wait until 2019. I'm going to fucking do this right now. That's what I hope that people will do. You know, I don't want to sound negative, but you have a lot of odds against you. So the way to bulletproof it is to plan against it. It's just like if you wanted to run a marathon, you wouldn't just go out and just run a couple times in a week and you're like, okay, hey, I'm ready to do it. Like you are going to plan and prep for it. You're going to follow a program. You're going to make sure that you're drinking enough water. You're going to be getting electrolytes in. You want to be prepared for it. 2019, think about it in a macro level, not a micro. Plan the entire year out of what you're going to do to be successful. And this goes for anything in your life. You want to make more money in 2019? Same thing. Write out what the goal is. I want to save $10,000. Write reverse engineer it for the entire year. What do you got to do? Are you going to pick up one extra shift on Saturdays every single month and put that money towards that 10 grand? Are you going to start garage sailing every single weekend? Are you going to put some shit on eBay? Are you going to stop buying stupid shit every week to get to that 10 grand? Write it out. Plan for the macro. You know, if you want to start reading more 
and you have a goal of 10 books, make a list of 10 books that you want to read. Purchase it on Amazon. Have them show up to your house. You know, whenever you decide that you're going to be done one book, place, you know, standards and markers throughout the entire year where you need to meet it. This is going to make you successful. You having a goal in the back of your head and just living day by day is not going to get you there. Just fucking grind it out. You'll able you'll be able to do it. I've seen it. It's just that extra little effort that will go a long way. So I'm going to leave it at that. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Hopefully you got some kind of motivation that you'd be like, you know what? Fuck Wrath. He doesn't know shit. I'm going to show him. And I hope that you actually like email me in a year from now and be like, what's up, dick? I did it. And it was all because you went off on a little tangent about 2019 and 2020. Um super happy that would be amazing so what i want to talk about is my struggle that i had when i first lost my initial weight and kind of sparked my whole career of who i am today because recently i've been thinking about that time in my life where it finally worked, it finally clicked in that what I was doing to see my initial success, all those feelings kind of came up because I created a post on my Instagram and Facebook about um, remembering where you started because a lot of people that finally make the commitment for fitness and health, they get frustrated that they don't see you know, progress fast enough. But when you look back a year ago, and if you have been changing, you know, small eating habits, you've been going to the gym a little bit more often, you know, the small changes add up over time. And usually after a year, you'll see quite a bit of change. You know, the typical scenarios is someone will say lose 10 pounds and keep it off because they started going to sleep earlier they started drinking more water they started going to the gym once or twice a week they're focusing on eating more vegetables and you know those small changes might not seem like a lot but over time they add up and you start losing weight but you don't physically see it and then you get frustrated that you're not seeing the weight fall fast enough because you know if you step on the scale you're like oh i'm still the same weight oh i'm still the same weight And then you look at yourself in the mirror like, oh, I look the same, I look the same. But if you look at photos from you, you know, a year ago before you started implementing all these changes, there's a huge change. You know, it's it's a thing like when I see my clients every single week, I can't physically see the change. But then, you know, they show me a picture from a couple of years back. I'm like, holy shit, you've lost a lot of weight. You've improved. You've you know, got some muscle mass on you, you look amazing. So my whole thing with my whole post is always remembering where you started, always remembering where you came from. And I posted a photo of myself before my dramatic weight loss. And, you know, like for me, it took me two months to lose 60 pounds. And that's kind of aggressive. You know, it's excessive as well. But I was really, really determined to change my entire life because it was a really, really dark place for me. And a lot of people, when they are struggling to finally get to where I was, to finally get over that hump and figure out how to lose weight, to find that magic sauce, that magic thing that finally comes together and you finally see the success that you want and that feeling of failure that feeling of being trapped like the moment I posted that I started really thinking about and I started digging up all those feelings and I was like holy fuck like people feel like this every single day and at the same time they're trying they're trying their hardest to finally get out of it you know, like I I kind of describe that feeling like fuck, I was depressed. I was asking the universe, God, why I couldn't get out of this hole. 
you know, and I think that's kind of the best way to describe it. Like when your weight affects you so much in your life that the things that you should be enjoying, you're not like that is a deep, deep hole that you've fallen into. And it's like any time you try to climb out of it, like the walls of that hole are just super slippery and you get a little bit of progress and you fall right back where you started. And that cycle just repeats over and over and over again. And you get to a point where you're just like, maybe it's not worth it. Maybe I'm just meant to be in this hole for the rest of my life. And you basically have everything against you. And I've said this before in my show where if you look at your surroundings, your environment, what you have surrounding you, all the odds are against you. You have birthdays, Christmas, you have summer vacation, barbecues, events, dinner parties, and then you have, you know, your kids, you have your responsibilities, and realistically, if you put all those things into play, you maybe have, you know, six to eight months of being consistent, and then now in those six to eight months, you have to be able to go to the gym and focus on your food, so for the average person, maybe you'll actually see three months of those being consistent of all those things I just mentioned. And then no wonder people have a tough time seeing the progress they want to see. So being in that hole, like, it's so, so frustrating because you can never see what's at the top when you finally get out. And you have no idea how it feels when you finally see that success. And the thing that I want to kind of come across with is that no matter how trapped you feel, how much you feel like the whole world's closing in, there's going to be that point in time when you finally break through that barrier. And when you finally do, and when you break through that barrier, it's not what you think it is. It's not like you're going to wake up one day and you're like, boom, I lost 60 pounds just like rafted. It's you notice one little thing that will tip your entire world upside down. For me, I remember the moment that I put on you know, a pair of jeans and I had space between the waistband and my waist. And I was like, holy fuck, whatever I'm doing is working. And during the time of me eating a little bit better and moving a little bit better, I didn't know if it was going to work or not. And it just happened. You know, like I didn't expect that it was going to work because before my initial weight loss, I tried a bunch of times to eat better, move better, but it just it just didn't happen. I failed a bunch of times. I fell on my face, and that's why I felt like I would never get out, and my life was just going to be this, this depressing hole. And then, you know, putting on those pants and feeling that I had, like, it wasn't even a lot. It was just, like, I could put, like, my thumb in, and I was like, holy fuck, it's working. That was the tipping point for me. And I encourage everyone out there who is struggling and all the coaches listening to this, tell this to your clients. Like, it's a small little flick of the switch. Like, the tipping point is going to make everything matter. Like, the moment you feel that feeling of small success, you're going to have so much motivation that you you won't even believe like that is the game changer and the moment i felt that that small little success shit changed in my head because when i saw that felt that i knew i was doing something right and then i like doubled down i got fucking tunnel vision on what i had to do and kept pushing through. That's all people need is that small little tipping point moment. And that's when they're going to finally see it. And the point I'm trying to make here is that when I got to that tipping point, I didn't know if I was doing anything right. I didn't know that 
you know, me eating better a little bit and moving a little bit more, it was going to make such a big change in my life. And in my head, all I told myself is like, I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep going. Like it's better than doing nothing and wallowing in my own you know, self-depression pity. Like, and that's all people need to do. You got to keep trying. You got to keep moving. You got to keep pushing. Like you can't stop because you never know how close you are to that tipping point. You know, there's a lot of times where people just give up and they were just like so freaking close to what they were trying to achieve. Because a lot of times when you're trying and trying and trying, it feels like you're not even making any progress. But the moment you try maybe one more day, maybe it's two more days, maybe it's just one more week, and you finally get to that point and your entire world will turn upside down and you will forever change your life. That's how close a tipping point is for people who are struggling with weight loss. It's just getting to that point. It's not, you know, I find that a lot of people when they go on social media and they see these huge weight loss transformations, you only see the end result. You never see the, the journey, the progress, because people don't document that because they don't think that's, you know, important. But think about how many times people fail at achieving huge success. All it is is to getting to that tipping point and things will change forever in your life. And I think that a lot of people quit too early. You know, being successful at weight loss is a special thing. And if it was easy, then it wouldn't be that you know special. And I think I made that point before where like, you know, to become a millionaire, it's a pretty hard thing to do. And everyone knows it takes a lot of hard work. But when it comes to weight loss, people just expect that it should be easy. But it's not. All you need to do is get to that tipping point and your life will change. So hopefully that gave you some insight to what was going inside my head when I was struggling the very first time and finally saw my tipping point and how that changed my life forever. So keep going. Don't stop trying because you will get your get to your tipping point and your life will forever change. And who knows, you will probably inspire other people just like I am and I did back when I first had my initial weight loss. You can change so much in your life for the better and then help the people around you that are trying to do the same thing. So what I want to get into today is a topic of it's never too late to start your fitness and health journey. So I had a conversation with somebody where they're in their 60s and they're kind of under the impression that it's like too late for them. And, you know, the interesting thing about my profession is that I always fall victim to thinking that what I think is the most basic thing that people already know, they don't need to like... I don't even have to mention it. I know that they're going to be taken care of is the stuff that keeps getting brought up. And for the first time, I didn't really like realize that people might be thinking that, you know, they reach a certain age and they're like, oh, you know, it's too late for me. And this individual is just saying like everybody in their age bracket, when it comes to fitness and health and exercise, it's just like, oh, go for a walk. And that's all you can do. You know, some medical professionals were like, that's all you should be doing. And, you know, it kind of really saddens my heart that some people out there are under an impression that fitness and health is like for people that are 30 or younger. But everyone, I mean, like everyone can benefit from fitness and health. Like I've trained people in their 70s and I've even trained someone, you know, I believe he was 81 years old. And sure, like, he didn't have the best movement quality, but the fact that he came in and just moved, got his heart rate up a little bit, you know, just moving his joints gave him such a better quality of life. You know, like, everybody knows that exercise is good for you, 
And even the smallest thing will have a long-lasting effect on your body. Like, I remember when I first started in the industry and just, like, reading a couple um, research articles about, you know, what's the minimal uh, dose that's effective for strength training. And they put a bunch of people in through a study and all got them to do one set of three exercises. And they concluded that even that small of a volume of exercise... Um, and I think the exercises were like a squat, a row, and some sort of pushing exercise, like super, super simple stuff. And they all had some sort of, you know, um, health benefit. And that kind of like blew my mind. I'm like, holy crap, like even that small of a change can improve someone's quality of life. Now, this whole idea that you know, you reach a certain age and it's just like a point of no return. Like, fuck that. Like, you can start whenever you want. It's the same thing where, you know, you hear people, you know, they get married, they have a bunch of kids, their kids are in their 20s, and then the parent or parents decide to go back to school to get their master's or PhD. It's never too late to go back to school and, you know, further education, just like exercise. It like there's no age limit like anyone can do it and it bugs me that some people out there have been told have been convinced that oh when you hit age 60 that's it point of no return you can't do it like that is such bullshit like your body can still change a lot and if you're on social media there's a bunch of stories like that where guys and women that you know turn 50, they turn 60, they turn 70. There was one guy I saw that turned 70 and decided that that year of turning 70, he would change his entire life. He quit smoking, quit drinking, started exercising, and the guy got jacked. Like, you know, who knows if he used steroids or anything, but, like, he lost a bunch of weight, he gained some muscle mass, and, like, it's... That's how our muscle cells work. You add a stress to it by lifting weights, it's going to adapt to it. You might not be... A shredded, you know, six-pack model in front of a cover, but you're going to drastically improve your health. Because when you get older, the number one cause of injury and death is falling and not being able to get back up. So why wouldn't you want to start exercising to prevent that? Like, it doesn't have to be you in the gym lifting heavy-ass weight, deadlifting, back squatting, bench pressing. It can literally just be moving your joints through things that I do with patients all the time called controlled articular rotations is like just move your joints you know like just move because the moment you start moving your joints the way they're designed to you're sending blood flow synovial fluid nutrients everything to make that joint and joint capsule healthy and that releases endorphins in your body and you're like oh shit I feel so much better and I've seen this firsthand like um I went to an assisted living home and myself and the chiropractor decided to put some of the staff um, through just a movement workout that took five minutes and we just did cars for every single joint and the staff we were dealing with were all the nurses going off of their night shift and the moment they came in, sat down, super grumpy, they didn't want to be there, they're like, why can't I just go home, like I need to sleep. And then, like, after I'd, I did my little intro of who I am, what I do, I'm like, all right, chairs aside, we're getting up, let's get moving. And within, like, minutes, people are laughing, moving, having a good time. Like, this is where I see exercise is such a special thing. Like, people dread it. They People avoid it. They hate it. They think it's just some, like, you have to be running on a treadmill crying and crawling on your hands and knees like pulling heavy weight to be effective like no take five minutes out of your day just to move and you'll feel better like exercise is such a special thing for us like our bodies were designed for movement and we choose not to do it whatsoever that's like from the most most like deep inner like soul like ability to love another individual or love somebody, love an animal, love whatever, just love in general, is choosing not to love. Like, our bodies are meant to exercise and move. 
and people are deliberately stopping that from happening because the world, the social media is making exercise as this no pain, no gain bullshit. Like, no, cut that shit off your radar because that's bullshit. Our bodies are meant to move. You're not too old to start exercising. If you're listening to this right now and you're in your 50s, 60s, or 70s, like, fuck everybody. Do this for yourself. It's not too late. Start by walking outside for five minutes. I don't care. Don't let anybody say any different. Work your way up to going to the gym and holding a dumbbell, lifting it, whatever you got to do. It's never too late to improve your life, your lifestyle, and your overall health. That's it. I kept it under 10 minutes. I am so freaking pumped. It's December 23rd, and according to friends, it's uh, Christmas Eve Eve. I'm super, super pumped to eat a bunch of food, spend time with family, give gifts, and just, you know, bask in the Christmas-esque um, environment. Hopefully this uh, opens some eyes and ears And I'm going to say this at the end of every single episode. Share, 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 share this podcast with your friends and family. Like always, I'm going to try to keep my solo episodes super short. I want to get this under 10 minutes if possible. And the topic I want to talk about is something that most people in the weight loss and fitness community don't really talk about when it comes to successful weight loss, which is... When you finally hit your goal, you know, whatever that may be, you know, if it's 10 pounds, 40 pounds, 60 pounds, 100 pounds, you're still going to have the same thoughts, the same, you know, soul, the same self-conscious mind you had when you had your overweight body. You know, on the outside, you're going to be completely different, but the way that your mind thinks, the way that you feel, the way that you take in things on an everyday basis is going to be exactly the same. And there comes even more struggle to it. You know, the weight loss part is difficult, but the most, like in my opinion, because I've lived it, the most difficult portion is the stuff that happens after when you finally lose that weight. And this is why a lot of people, you know, fall in and out of weight loss because, you know, they've say, for example, they do a cleanse, they do whatever crazy ass diet they could think of. They see that initial weight loss. They get into, you know, that dress, those pairs of jeans, that swimsuit, whatever it is. And they're super skinny, super happy, but, everything else about them are the same other than their physical appearance. And now the, you know, groundwork, the foundation has to be put in to be able to hold on to that new body that you just achieved. And everyone doesn't understand that fully. They're not emotionally ready to take that on. They just think like, oh, I'm going to lose weight, then it's going to just stay off and it's going to be like that. But the way you think, the way you act, the way you talk, the way you consume things, the way you interact with other people is going to be the same and you know you're still going to have those thoughts of I look too fat I can't wear that I can't eat that I can't do that there's so many I can't I look I feel just the same as when you were overweight struggling and depressed you'll be still trapped in that body that you once had. And even for myself, you know, it's been a long time since I've lost my initial weight loss of 60 pounds, and I still have those tendencies. It's still there. You know, it doesn't happen every day because, like, I'm actively working on not thinking about, oh, my God, like, my abs are not sticking out enough or oh my god, like, I just ate food and I feel super bloated, that means I, like, gain, like, five pounds. Like, those thoughts still come into play, and it can really mess you up long-term if you constantly listen to it and fall into it. So this is almost like a user's manual to your new body. Like, 
this is the thing that you don't really see or hear a lot of fitness professionals spewing this information because a lot of fitness professionals that you follow have never done what you've done or um, never have experienced the struggle of weight loss. They might have been fit their entire life and they're just spewing out like, oh yeah, I totally understand. But in this situation, in this kind of field of health and fitness, I almost feel like you need to be able to go through something like that to truly understand what that individual's going through. So if you're listening to this right now and you have gone through your journey of losing that weight, you've been trying to keep it off, and you know, you're know you a completely different person. I've seen this with clients and other people where they've literally lost 100 pounds. They look stunning, amazing. Like You're like, holy crap, I can't believe you changed this much. But in their head, they're still thinking the way that they were 100 pounds heavier. And you're like, come on, like, you cannot tell me you don't see this in the mirror every single day. This is the stuff that people need to start talking more about. And going back to my earlier point about the coaches, like, if they've never experienced that, you know, they've always been that kind of type of person where they just look at a dumbbell and they gain 10 pounds of muscle or, you know, they can go eat a whole box of pizza and some beers and just hit the gym the next day and it doesn't even make a dent. You know, having that experience translates to a greater ability of empathy for that person. You know, if you are an individual who has lost their initial weight, they've been keeping it off and they still have those thoughts of the old you, the old you that always said, oh, I look fat in this. I can't fit in something like that. I could never wear that. I can't do this. I can't look like that. I can't blah, 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 blah. This is something that you're going to be fighting for the rest of your life. I still deal with stuff like this, you know, maybe not on a daily basis, but at least once a week, at least once a month. And, you know, once, at least once a year, one, one of those feelings, thoughts, like something I would say, some, some comment I hear about myself will take me down a deep hole. And sometimes I need to snap myself out of it because I'm like, holy crap, what am, I, what am I doing? You know? Like, here's a good example. Like, right now I went through a bulking phase because I want to experiment with a cutting diet like I did last year. And I really enjoyed um, cutting and following a strict plan. And I mentioned this on my show before. It was kind of counterproductive and it doesn't really make sense. But for me, being restrictive with my diet helps me not to binge and do stupid shit like that. But that's a whole other podcast. Um, So... I am weighing in right now at 172, 173, so I've packed on a good 22, 23 pounds in my bulking phase, and like, I'm not fat, like, I just filled out, and I'm like, okay, now it's time that I'm going to go through a cutting phase and see if I can hold on to a couple pounds of lean muscle mass, and, um, you know, being bigger means that all of my clothes are fitting super tight. And physically, visually, if you look at me, you're like, oh, damn, you really filled out. You look great. But in my mind, when I'm feeling tight clothes, I'm like, fuck, did I gain just fat? And then from there, it goes, I did just gain just fat. I'm going back to my old ways. And it really messes up with your you know, psyche and it just trickles. It's like a domino effect. And one negative thought follows another and it keeps going and keeps going. And sometimes you can't get out of it. And all the people listening, you need to remember that whatever you perceive yourself in the mirror, and this is this is an interesting thing too. Like if you look at the psychology of people looking at themselves in a the mirror and comparing their body, even when they're going through a huge transformation of weight loss, 
whatever you see in the mirror, your brain will adjust to how you look. So it looks like there's no change. That's why when someone goes through a ginormous or even like a 10 pound uh, weight loss on the scales and they haven't seen somebody in three months and that person sees them, they're like, oh my God, you look amazing. You lost so much weight. And you're like, oh no, not really. Right? Your brain and how you perceive yourself adjusts. So you just think you look the same. So you need to remember that there's going to be even more, you know, hardship after that initial weight loss. There's always going to be that little voice in the back of your head saying that, you know, you're still the same person you were before the weight loss. And you need to like to shut that thing down before it consumes you completely. You know, and it's this is where having a support network does wonders for you. Like, I'm really, really fortunate to have a loving wife that will always remind me that, Nick, no, honey, you look amazing. You're phenomenal. You're not that old person. And, you know, if you can surround yourself with people that always remind you that you're not the old you and it's just in your head, like, that's going to go a long way for the rest of your life. And I think that's going to be a good place to end it because I can ramble on about this forever and we're going past that 10 minute mark and I just, I always try to get to that 10 minutes but I know that I can always talk but I'm going to leave it at that. Hopefully that sheds some light for some of you. Um, I'm going to say this at the end of the episode just like every other episode. Share, share, share this podcast with your friends and family. Share it on every single social platform, network, email, whatever you want to do. Freaking smoke signals with Cut the Shit Get Fit in the smoke. That would be amazing and super cool. And I'm going to continue giving you the best information out there. Click the show notes. Add me on Facebook with the link in the show notes. And I will continue giving you awesome content through video and written format. That's it for me. Until next week, you guys.